0: If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. Alan Gray, helping you secure your future. 50 years of long-term investing, Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Well, we slap bang in the middle of the year, and for many of us, perhaps you're still budgeting, you're making sure that the numbers add up, but most importantly, don't forget to remain compliant when it comes to your personal taxes. Now, if you're not aware, the 2023 tax filing season is officially open, and that does mean that you and I, as individuals who have the opportunity to be economically active, to derive an income, uh, need to be aware that we need to render to Caesar what is due to Caesar, in the words of Tito the former finance minister and reserve bank governor in other words, pay our taxes because it is the right thing to do and fundamentally it's how our government is able to attract the necessary capital to roll out and uh, deliver the required services to us as citizens so you might be sitting back and thinking, okay I'll do the right thing and pay my taxes but what do I need to be cognizant of? Well to talk us through some of the major themes we need to be aware of and of course uh, ensuring that uh, it's a simple process and one that might actually come with its rewards through refunds megan frazier tax specialist at Allen gray joins us now on the line to tell us more megan such a pleasure to have you with
1: us Good evening, Google It's lovely to be
0: with you guys. Likewise. It's not often that we're excited to talk about taxes. Sometimes it's a bit of a pain, a pain point for many South Africans. But it is the responsible thing to do, especially given that we talk about creating wealth. We talk about building investments. So it's naturally a byproduct of creating and building wealth, right? Correct. Definitely.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) Definitely. Megan,
0: I guess first things first, many South Africans might be wondering, okay, it's tax season. It's imperative that we recall the deadlines as well as key dates to diarize. Because the last thing we want is to submit our returns late and then be subject to penalties and fines.
1: Most certainly. So, quickly, as you mentioned, tax filing season officially opened on the 7th of July, 2023. That means that all taxpayers can stop the process of preparing for and filing their tax returns. So for non provisional taxpayers who are required to file a return annually, it's very important to diarize the due date of the twenty-third of October twenty twenty three. So this would be the majority of South Africans, and these taxpayers would need to ensure that they have filed their return via SARS e filing or the SARS Mobi app prior to this date. And then for those of us who are provisional taxpayers or who may be administering trusts, the deadline to note is the twenty fourth of January twenty twenty four. And that's
0: imperative that we are mindful of that. And maybe let's also provide clarity on uh, who typically uh, would be filing a a tax report, because we're also aware that there might be provisional taxpayers, uh, um, also those who have uh, one source of income, which makes it slightly easier. But does that also play into this context?
1: Most certainly. So a question that comes up on the minds of many South Africans is trying to determine whether or not they are required to file a tax return. South Africans have a very useful tool on their website, which has a number of questions that lead you through and to to the final result as to whether or not you need to file a tax return. But I'm happy to cover some scenarios with you this evening. So South Africans who have earned an income and paid tax during the twenty two tax return are not all required to file a tax return. So each year the government issues a government gazette and it's published which and it indicates who must file tax returns, including those who are not required to do so. So Mm -hmm. if you are a South African tax... um, resident, you're not required to submit a tax return if you've been notified by SARS that you've been selected for an auto-assessment and you've checked the auto-assessment and you're happy with it, or if you've not been selected for an auto-assessment, but your gross income consists of a number of these following categories of income. So the first one is South African interest, which is less than 23,800 Rand for individuals below the age of 65, or 34,500 Rand for individuals Mm -hmm. aged 65 and older. The other three are amounts that you might have received from a tax reimbursement or a lump sum a retirement fund. And then finally, a lot of South Africans receive remuneration from only one employer that does not exceed 500,000 rand. And then employer actually deducted the tax before paying it to the taxpayer. So those are the various scenarios where South African residents will not be required to file a tax return. Very true.
0: And I think this is important for us to bear in mind and grateful that you've touched through uh, some of those numbers. Now, as you've mentioned, let's start with the easier process first. Those who've been selected for an auto assessment, one would think, okay, this is simple. The numbers have already been punched in. The details have already been logged in from my employer as well as SARS. All I need to do is click accept and and continue. Uh, Is it that simple or should we be a little bit more responsible and, and cognizant of what figures have been included in our assessment?
1: That's a very good question, Gugu. I think the auto-assessment process was introduced by SARS really to simplify and streamline the tax return filing process for taxpayers with relatively simple tax repairs. So, as you mentioned, these are individuals for whom SARS has sufficient information to pre-populate their amounts on their tax return based on the third-party data that they've received from various third parties and financial institutions. So, what they do is they use this information to issue an estimated assessment to these taxpayers. So... SARS commences this process by informing taxpayers via their preferred method of communication, so SMS or email, that they do have an auto assessment available for them to view. So, some taxpayers may have already received this um, notification as they started issuing these from the 1st of July. So, if you have received notification from SARS that you've been auto assessed, what you need to do is log into SARS eFiling or the SARS Mobi app. To view that assessment that has been issued to you, it's really important to ensure, as you to ensure as we mentioned, that it's not only accurate but also that it's complete. So the accuracy of the data in this return will really depend. On data providers such yeah. as your employer and other financial institutions have your latest details on record. This is very important to note. Yes. So a lot of tax, taxpayers need to go and check that the information with these and um, financial institutions is actually correct. And then they need to take the time to check that all that third-party information displays correctly on their pre-populated tax return before they decide that they're in agreement with the assessment results. Gotcha. So SARS also provides them with the functionality to view this information, which is a new um, functionality that they implemented oh. last year. Just to and to understand, you can... does that
0: mean you can evaluate the tax certificate you'd get from your medical aid, your pension fund, your insurance? Would that essentially be how it would work?
1: Correct, that's that's exactly how it works. So there is, if you log onto your e finding on the left hand side, a button where you can look at your third party um, data that SARS has received that pre-populated in your tax return. And I would encourage all taxpayers to use the tax certificates that they receive, as you mentioned, from their financial service providers, their bank, their medical aid, and retirement funds, Mm -hmm. and make sure that that information is complete and accurate. And if there's anything missing, they need to go and add that into their assessment.
0: Definitely. Glad that you mentioned that because, as you mentioned, not only must it be complete, but accurate. The accuracy is what we we need to be mindful of. And that actually speaks to potential changes we also need to be aware of this year, Megan. I recall last year um, and even in the year post the pandemic, all of us were working from home and we thought, oh, my pen is a deduction. The space on my uh, dining room table, my bedroom, my kitchen countertop can be a deduction. But (laughs) as we saw uh, later on, SARS actually mentioned that, whoa, 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 the the particular conditions uh, where these kind of deductions were were. Allowed, Uh, And that speaks to changes that we need to be cognizant of. Anything that uh, comes top of mind for you?
1: So I think the biggest change this year that um, taxpayers will experience with the auto assessment process is really around how much time they actually have to double check that the auto assessment is correct. So last year, taxpayers had a total of 40 days to check that the auto assessment was correct and then to amend it if necessary, as mentioned, by either changing the information or adding additional information. But this CSR has actually extended that deadline, to align it with the end of the tax filing season. That means that also said taxpayers actually have until the 23rd of October to submit a return if they actually disagree with the calculation. And that will certainly be a relief for many auto-assessed taxpayers, as you mentioned. Um, But I do encourage anyone who has received an auto-assessment notification to go and check that accuracy of their return as soon Mm. as possible, as there may be actions that they need to take to correct or amend it, which may take some time.
0: Got you. And that's important for us to remember. Uh, Another aspect that I think also comes to mind, Megan, for many South Africans who might be economically active is those who might be non-South Africans and perhaps just here uh, to seek economic employment and opportunities. Are there terms and conditions that would apply there?
1: So certainly. So if you're a non-South African tax resident, meaning that you're tax resident outside of South Africa and you perform most of your economic functions outside of South Africa, South Africa does not require you to file a tax return if you only receive dividend income from a South African source and you are not resident for the full duration of the 2023 year of assessment. However, you will be required to file a return if you engage in very specific activities such as carrying on a business in South Africa or if you dispose of South African fixed property.
0: Got you. And I think that's really important to close off with briefly, Megan, before we, we uh, forget anything else, uh, aside from any additional tips, but how else can we be mindful of avoiding penalties, especially for non-compliance or inaccuracies?
1: Sure. So there are a number of instances where SARS may actually impose penalties on taxpayers. And it's important for us to be aware of them. As this is an unexpected penalty from SARS may impact your financial plan significantly. So I'm going to highlight two of these instances that I think are quite prevalent for taxpayers at the moment. So the first type of penalty is that SARS may charge what is called an understatement penalty, which will be imposed on taxpayers who have been assessed to have understated the amount of income that they have earned during the tax year. So you may be wondering how this happens. So this can occur if you emit from your income tax return amounts that accrue to you from, for example, the rental of a property, or if you sold assets and received a capital gain and you did not declare that gain to SARS. So that's the first type of penalty that taxpayers mm-hmm. may receive. Mm-hmm. The second type of penalty that I would encourage all taxpayers to be very aware of are what we call administrative non-compliance penalties, which sounds like a big word, but really what this relates to is the late submission of a tax return. So SARS levies, these penalties in instances where taxpayers have one or more tax return outstanding and the amount charged by SARS can range from anywhere between 250 rand and 16,000 rand. So these penalties will occur every month for which the return remains outstanding. So if you do find yourself in a position where you're being charged penalties, I would highly encourage you to complete and submit the outstanding return as soon as possible. Got you.
0: Okay. That will help reduce the penalties and additional uh, interest that would also accumulate. Sure. Megan, there's a lot for us to absorb, but I assume (laughs) for anyone who needs official guidance that they definitely need to speak to a professional and a tax practitioner to guide them on this one.
1: Most certainly. I think... Um, tax pays with more complex tax um, structures and tax returns could definitely get some assistance at this time of the year from a tax practitioner would be highly recommended. Definitely. Thank you so much for your
0: time, Megan. Truly appreciate it. And I guess uh, this uh, is a conversation that needs to take place around the braai, around the water cooler, in boardrooms as well, just to make sure that everybody's playing their part. But always speak to a professional, as Megan's mentioned, <laughs> to help you out with your taxes. Thanks again, Megan. Thank you so much, Gregory. I appreciate the time. Fantastic. That's Megan Frazier, Tax Specialist at Alan Gray. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray. 50 years of long-term investing. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider.
1: If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.